0: Welcome to The Top, the podcast that provides you with what you need to succeed in the real estate world. Brought to you by Collin County Area Realtors. Get ready to tackle top real estate topics in bite-sized amounts with CCAR President Jamuda Phil and Jonna Fernandez, CCAR, Chief Operating Officer. Hi, Bob. How are you? I'm good, Jamuna. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm excited to have you here. Very honored. Um, you are one of my uh, go-to people and one of my very first brokers. I um, Honestly, to me, you, you were the source of my um, knowledge. You are such a... An awesome person who I don't know anyone else who can understand contracts the way that you do so I'm, I'm deeply honored to have you here.
1: Wow you're very kind thank you.
0: <laughs> so um, once again we are joined here today by Bob Baker. Bob you are a second generation realtor, yes. instructor, a broker, a past CCAR president, former member of the Texas Realtors Board of Directors, Region 4, Vice President, TrePAC Trustee, the former Chair of Texas Realtors Professional Standards Committee, past CCR Realtor of the Year, and current CCR Board Member. And, of course, a proud husband, a father, and a grandfather. I'm sure I've left a lot out, but you have served us so well over your career, thank you. And you have given so much back to our industry. When we discuss this year's topics, the seller's disclosure form was at the top. How do you train your agents to use the seller's disclosure form?
1: Well, first of all, the manner in which we train our agents is we have in-person classroom sessions uh, accompanied a Zoom and also recorded for future access, and we put it in our YouTube channel. So that's the manner of our training. Now, for the seller's disclosure notice, which is an incredibly important notice, uh, we train them first on the reason for it, the legality of it. Texas was one of the earliest states to have a seller's disclosure notice. It's state law. It's in the property code. There's his property code. And it's in very important, and it's a benefit to the seller and the buyer. So, one, we help the agent understand the reason the seller has to do it and, and the requirement that's there. And then we go into the fact that seller's disclosure notice in our marketplace there are at least three different seller disclosure notices that are being used, and so we help our agent understand the differences between the one that we prefer, the one that TREK has the minimum, and go through that process. So we do all
0: of that. Wonderful. Thank you for explaining that. How do you train your agents to respond to an incomplete form when representing the buyers?
1: Well, the, the Section 5.008 of the Texas Property Code gives the seller a lot of latitude. It requires the seller to provide information, knowledge the seller has on the condition of the property, and it gives the seller the opportunity that if they don't know something, they get to say that, but they have to complete the form. So when we receive one that's not completed, we explain to the buyer, this is what the property code, we show them the one-page form that shows what the property code says, and the buyer gets to make a decision if this is important or not. Now the buyer may say, "You know, it doesn't matter. I don't think the seller knows anything anyway. We're going to do inspections. We just want a contract. We want the deal." So the buyer gets to make a decision how important this is. But they need to also know here are their options and here's what the sellers are required to do under the property code.
0: So important. Um, I know that as you know, as professionals, we are not allowed mm-hmm. to help our sellers complete that form, but. I have seen many incomplete forms come our way, and it's very hard to sign off on something that is not complete, so uh, very important information there. Do property investors need to provide a seller's disclosure?
1: Yeah, the short answer is yes. Uh, In the property code in Section 5.008, there are 11 types of sellers that are listed that are exempt from doing the seller's disclosure notice. Investors are not on the list. People who've never lived in the house, people who are clueless about the house, are not on the list. They still have to complete a form. They still have to tell the buyers, here's what I know. Even if they don't know anything, they still have to complete it.
0: So is there some information on a seller's disclosure that a seller does not have to disclose?
1: That's an interesting question. Uh, The seller is only required to disclose what they know. Uh, and it's important if you represent a seller, to, one, to have the seller take the form very seriously because the buyer can rely on it and go through the process, but the seller needs to not presume things. The seller's not required to do an inspection. The seller, all ha- all the seller has to do is say, this is what I know and this is what I don't know. Uh, so if the seller doesn't know about something, then they're not required to research it or find out. They just say, this is what I know and what I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So, if the sellers learn new information about their property after providing the seller's disclosure notice, do they have a duty to provide the latest information to the buyers under the current contract?
1: Yes, they do. Uh, Texas Realtors has a really good one-page form uh, for updating the seller's disclosure notice because the seller will need to provide that new information uh, to buyer prospects and so they are required to do that.
0: This is interesting. So. Can a buyer interested in purchasing a property refuse to sign the seller's disclosure notice?
1: (laughs) This is a question that uh, people get confused a lot. Mm -hmm. Agents, buyers, and sellers, most brokers, and and we do for example, in our compliance program, we require the agent to provide us a seller's disclosure notice from the transaction signed by the seller and the buyer. Uh, And people say, well, then that must be required, and it's not the property code only addresses the seller. It does not require the buyer to do it. Typically, it's not a problem, but occasionally we'll have a buyer who says, I don't want to sign this because I may be giving something to the seller here. I may be saying I accept and I agree with what you're saying, uh, and the law does not require the buyer to sign it.
0: Uh-oh. That's good to know. So, if a buyer's option period has ended, But the client still hasn't received the seller's disclosure notice can they terminate the contract
1: well the easy answer to this is they may be able to because one of the things we sometimes do in a transaction is we pull together different rights of termination and that's what we're talking about here the buyer has certain rights under the option period and then when that ends that right of termination is gone They may have rights under the delivery of the seller's disclosure notice, and that may still be there, but those are separate individual rights. One doesn't affect the other. They don't stack on top of each other. Mm -hmm. So if, in fact, if in the contract in paragraph 7b2, the buyer has not received the seller's disclosure notice, once they receive it, they have seven days to terminate for any reason or closing, whichever comes first.
0: That is good to know. So the seller's disclosure is such an important document to get right. Uh, It helps the buyer make informed choices. I really appreciate your insight, Bob. Before we let you go, is there anything else you would want our listeners to know?
1: I I think so. Um, It's typically understood that in real estate,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: one of the most common lawsuits is the buyer suing the seller after closing for the seller failing to disclose or misrepresent something and the seller's disclosure notice is at the heart of most of those lawsuits. So the agents need to make sure the seller understands how serious it is, and the buyer needs to understand what the seller is telling them and the limitations, because this form can help everybody in the transaction. It's a huge benefit for seller, buyer, and all of the agents.
0: Wonderful, thank you so much, Bob. Uh, thank you for being here and sharing your knowledge and expertise um, It's very helpful, um, and it helps us do what we do. So thank you for those listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe to Welcome to the Top wherever you get your podcast. And leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. If you have a question or a topic you would like us to discuss on the podcast, we want to hear it. Email us at ask at welcometothetop.com and then listen to hear it covered. We can't wait to hear from you. Thank you for listening. I am Jamuna Phil, welcome home. Special thanks to our host, Jonna Fernandez and Jamuna Phil, producer Bree Westbury, audio engineer, Dylan Hensley, outreach and guest relations manager, Kendall Crawford, and podcast administrator, Sean Assel. Tune in next time, and don't forget to enjoy your journey to the top.
1: The statements made by speakers in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views or position of the Collin County Association of Realtors, its leadership, or its members. This podcast
0: is not intended to give legal, financial, medical, or other advice, but simply to provide information as a springboard to further discussion and investigation.